Rugby League fans, welcome to the NRL Back 3 podcast. Coach LJ and Squid here, bringing you bands from the week that was and of course the week ahead. Now we just had round 24 and oh, round 24. There were some great games, a couple of them, and there was some fucking dog shit. But before we get to all that, folks, let's head on over to the boys. And Squid, mate, we'll start with you. How was your weekend? Squid, what the fuck's going on? Oh, fuck's sake, mate. I know you love looking on the outside looking in, but you can't record from outside. You know what, fuck it, that's enough. For me, you are correct, it is round 24. And due to our great friends at McKenna Bourbon, they really are great people, I decided to drink 24 cans of delightfulness while I watched the games over the weekend. I mean, this only bodes well for this weekend where I've got to drink 25. Fucking maybe go for the record 26 the weekend after. Woo, crazy. But you know what? Coach, mate, how was your fucking weekend? Uh, what, what about me? Um, oh, well, actually, I've, I've never actually been asked how my weekend was on this podcast. Um, it's kind of been my thing, hasn't it, to ask you guys how your weekend was, and I just, uh, we just move right along afterwards, don't we? <laughs> never thought of the day that I'd actually be talking about my weekend on this podcast. It's, it's actually made me pretty special there, LJ, so thanks, mate. Oh, Jesus, this, this is actually so on the spot, my weekend, my week. Oh, how good, Coach, but you're not speaking of how good. How good was it to watch the fucking Titans lose on a Friday? Oh, that got me good for Firm Friday. I just hate the Titans so much. And I had to think, why do I hate these Titans? Where has this passion come from? You know what? It's because they should have been the fucking North Sydney Bears. Or the Western Reds. Fuck, even if Newtown Jets had entered the comp, I would have cheered on them. But it had to be the fucking Gold Coast Titans that no one wants to see. You know, I hate it. But for me, it was just fantastic to see the Sharks win and win without Nico Hines really doing much. I mean, I've been watching closely, and every game, Hines has still been getting frustrated. He's calling plays out, he's constantly running the blind side. He's actually very predictable at the moment. But the Sharks turned up like old. The Sharks of 2016. They played defense, they ran from the back fence. Fuck, Royce Hunt played 23 minutes and got 145 meters. Off the bench, he was just fucking barnstorming. And you know what? That's what you want to see. And then finally, Trindle and Braley just took the game by the horns and said, fuck it, Nico, chill the fuck out. You can't even make Origin. This is our team now. And that's what I love to see. That and the Titans losing. Oh, mate, it's fucking beautiful. And you know what? It's good to see the fridge with legs do that little uh, no-look pass to set up the first try of the, the, the game. It was absolutely stunning stuff. And yeah, I'd say most of their forwards really came into their own and really helped out the, uh, the back line, which was absolutely ripper. But for me, mate, how good is Rugby Union. I mean, it looked a lot like Rugby Union, didn't it? Pretty sure it said the Panthers versus Manly on the screen. But yes, I'm talking about when the Panthers kicked on their last, only for Manly's Ruben Garrick to kick it straight downfield, right next to Dylan Edwards. Oh, the funniest part was what followed when the Panthers saw Taruva just run through the middle of about five different Manly players and scored a hilarious try. This could have actually been a nominee for Muppets of the Week too, because a handful of players... They all just look like absolutely Muppets reaching their arms out as Taruva ran straight through, all calling for an obstruction. And it was all led by our fucking favorite player, old Sharon Woods, throwing his arms up, flailing around. Ah, 
Why did he not get through? Well, why did he get through? I don't, I don't know. We all know what Sharon Woods is all about. Well, he doesn't know what he's up to, fucking Sharon. <laughs> fucking hell. But honestly, it should have also been an eight-pointer due to the late slide on Taruva well after he put the ball down. But, uh, boys... It was fucking hilarious. And I assume Garrick was going for a 40-20 maybe, a little trick play. But the weirdest thing is his kick landed smack bang in the middle of the field. So I don't know what he was thinking, but fucking hell. It was confusing, but it was also one of the most hilarious things I've seen in weeks. It was absolutely good. How fucking good. You know what? The funniest thing about this from my point of view is watching the press conference afterwards and they asked the coach, like, so what was the game plan when you told Garrick to kick it back? He's like, well, you've got to do something different to beat the Panthers. I'm like, well, maybe not getting them a fresh set of six when you've just defended for six is probably not the smartest idea. So yeah, let's boot it down and let them score. And I just, the fact he defended his team, oh yeah, it was the right play. This is why you're sitting outside the eight. Bro, it was honestly the most confusing double take <laughs> instance in rugby league I've had in ages. We're just like, wait, what? Was, was that a kick on first? And then it was like, okay, he was behind the red line, but fuck the just the way that the ball landed and you can see dce in the middle of the field kind of just like look back at garrick and be like mate what the fuck are you doing i love he's trying to catch dylan edwards off maybe if i kick it back to him he'll think i'll have to kick it <laughs> yeah <laughs> he did he used to play union i can't remember dylan's just like fucking drenched in sweat be like i've never kicked a ball in my life i hope i just pass it to taruva oh but beautiful stuff though that inside ball and then that run through the middle he was fucking electric and reminded me a bit of old toto so i think he must be getting a few uh few pointers there i know toto's been quite electric recently but taruva he might be there next year it's looking good panthers are looking good for yet another year next season one ex-Panther I will mention, though, is fucking Kikau in that Bulldogs game. Jesus, I don't know what the fuck happened there, but he just let two tries in straight off the bat and looked absolutely fucking horrible. He's probably lucky that he's not Muppet of the Week. But speaking of Muppet of the Week, let's head on over there right now. Our favorite section, Muppet of the Week. N-R-L-3, Muppet of the Week. Uh, yeah, Squid, mate, we still can't fucking hear you from outside there, bro. Um, I'll, I'll take this one, eh? But um, what Squid is trying to say is that our Muppet of the Week this week had to go to Aaron Clark for that horrendous slap on Hamlin Ule after a blatant shoulder charge, mind you, from uh, David Fafita straight to the head. It looked fucking violent as hell. But uh, thinking back now, though, it could have actually been one of the smartest plays because if he wasn't sent off, Fafita was a guaranteed send-off for sure, maybe even send-off for the entire game. And come on, let's be honest, Clark ain't no David Fafita, so probably a wise move, but still a nominee for Muppet of the Week. It's just fucking shocking how he's like, I'm not involved at all. Should I throw a punch? Yeah, fuck, of course I should throw a punch. At first, mate, I thought it was an elbow, eh? But it ended up being like some weird in inside-verted slap. It was super weird. But I thought it was an elbow at first, and I was like, fuck, he's gone. The worst part about it is it started a shoulder charge off between them and the Sharks. Yeah. So obviously, Fafita did one. Then out of nowhere, with like a minute to go, Nakora's like, fuck it, have one of these babies, and just threw him back. I was like, for fuck's sake, pull him. Bench him. We need him for next week. There's no no reason to shoulder charge back. Oh, but Aaron Clark, mate, he's got to be another one out of those Mount Eden Leagues Club, eh? The old Mount Eden Snakes, because fucking no doubt this fella showcased some of those essential training drills for stupidity which come out of the Leagues Club and what they're best known for. You know, I wouldn't expect anything less from either Mount Eden or the Gold Coast Titans because they're both trash. 
but I didn't say that. That was Squid using my voice. In case someone <laughs> from the Mountain and Leagues Club wants to talk to me about it, personally, I'll give you his number and address. But you know what? That causes me some concern. Well, LJ, guess what's coming up? It's our segment we haven't had in a fair while. Let's head on over right now to Cause for Concern. It's so good to have this section back, and it's so good to have that intro. I fucking missed it. But with that being said, with finals looming and CNK's third big head knock last week against the Titans, are we all a bit concerned that Chance might have to sit the rest of the season out if he gets one more head knock? I mean, one more truly could be the end of a season, let alone the end of his career. So what do we think? Is this going to weaken the Warriors' chances come finals time? I'm actually surprised he's still allowed to play. Three head knocks this season. Usually that's done. I think Ponga last year was three and he was done. Three and out. There are a few more. But oh, I'm glad he's back. He's just reliable. But you know what? Give him a fucking headgear. Surely. Isn't that the solution to all head knocks? One little piece of padding and bam, you're safe. Mate, Caleb Ponga, brother. Seriously, Caleb Ponga. That's your answer there. I mean, Jared Croker got like 300 games with that headgear. Surely. And you know what? Dugan was actually good when he had a headgear. It was once until he took it off and started smashing those breezes that he fucking went all loose cannon. Oh, mate, just look at what it did to old Jamie Sadlip Soward. He's now an NRLW coach. It doesn't take much to aspire bigger than that, does it? I mean, I think he was the only person to turn up for the job. And actually, he was turning up to be the Panthers coach. And like, no, 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 no. Get out of here. Oh, a bit of full guild action, but mate, I, I'm not sure if this will cost the Warriors their entire season because old Topiki, well, young Topiki, I should say, he's actually been quite electric and I've been pretty impressed by him, eh? He's uh, good under the high ball, really quick. He, he gets out of the uh, back line really, really fast and has managed to break a few tackles for such a young fella. I think it's game four, maybe. So yeah, he's looking pretty sharp and could be the, uh, the recipe we need come finals time. That's the thing is that he's not going to be coming in fresh. He ain't no virgin to the shit when he rocks up. And so, like, you just expect big things from him. And he's performed. He's experienced. He's with the back line. He's electric. He's he's everywhere. He is chance, but like a mini-me. He's a mini-chance. Obviously, next year as well, there's been talk that RTS will come in at centre. So I was thinking, well, fuck, what does this happen to do next year? And obviously, RTS could go back to fullback, but Topiki could fill in next year with a with a good solid preseason under his belt too. So I'm not too concerned about next season, given if Chance isn't ready to come back and if this potentially could be a uh, career ending. But um, yeah, it's quite interesting to see, and hopefully he doesn't go down with another head doc because... He deserves the fucking world, as we've said on this podcast before. I mean, the effort you want to see from him is just finals footy. We watched that grand final. I was there in person and watching him when they lost to the Roosters just fall over and he had nothing left. He looked like he was going to have to go on an IV drip. He gives everything. He doesn't talk shit. He's in every play. If he makes a mistake, he backs it up. And that's what you need. That's what you need at the fullback. You want someone who just wants to keep going. And you're not... Worst case scenario, Tal Picky has to learn from Chance, and you know Chance would be just constantly chirping, trying to tell him what to do. But it's exciting that we at least have a fullback that backs up. Like, if the Eels lose Gutherson, they're done. Yeah. 
I agree, man. It's good to see that we have a potential good um, backup option. Like, we used to have Fusitua who could slip into fullback, but it wasn't quite the same, whereas this feels like a genuine backup fullback, which is awesome. I mean, and then, of course, we could throw in DWZ. I mean, we've got Edward Cossey just Yuck. waiting in the wings. He got injured, and now he's like, hey, guys. Hey, guys, can I come play? No, you sit outside of Squid. If there's one guy that doesn't deserve a chance, that's Ed Edward Cossey, mate. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. Can't believe he threw his name up there. Do you know why I threw Kossi in there? Because I love to play with my lineup. And do you know why? Because I'm in the semi-finals, baby. So let's find out and head on over to Super Coach Corner. Because he's a super coach, super coach. He's super coach, And I'd like to start this section off by saying a big congratulations to me, bitches. Because Shane Matty, I fucked you up. Even with me playing, old Mr. Nathan Cleary only got 106 as captain. I talked to the boys. We had Molotalo 110. We had Munster 87. Ponga 77. Mitchell 81. Fucking hell. Would you believe Ponga got subbed off with 15 minutes ago? I looked at the scores and I was I was predicted to win by about 100, but only 50 in the end. Bit disappointed. But you know what that sets it up for? It sets us up for the grand final. We're actually robbing the fans because we're giving them the grand final a week early. It is me versus Kosh. This has been a grand final before and a semi-final of last year. And we're back to back again. And to be honest, I think we just cancel the other two teams. And this decides the comp right now. Well, it's true, mate. I think by default, this is the uh, the inaugural winner of the competition. I mean, if we look over at the other side, you've got Russo versus Oliver. And I know Russo quite well. The dude beat me a few weeks back, making me shit my pants, made me shit scared to meet him in the finals. But Oliver, Oliver, uh, when was there ever an Oliver in Supercoach? I've never heard of him. Dude came out of nowhere. Um, LG? Uh, producer Trop, we've talked about making up these fake accounts. Can you just confirm this isn't one of them? No? All right then. Okay, well. Are you trying to say it's you, Squid? No, nah, no, nah, it can't be Squid because he's made the eight. <laughs> so, so, you know what? Fuck, it must actually be a real person. And to be honest, Oliver and Russo are just roadkill for whoever comes out of this semifinal anyway. So you're going to crown the champion from here. I've actually got six trades left for the last two weeks. Can only use five, but I've got a power play, so I might use two this week and be cocky and hope I can use three next week or use three and go big and hope to knock off Kosh, who's pretty hard to beat this year, to be honest. Well, I've got three trades, LJ, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to use all three of them just to make sure I get through to that final. And you know what? It's just going to be shit without you next week in the finals. Um, <laughs> uh, you're going to have to go join Squid out there on the outside. And fuck, he's looking pretty cold out there. To be honest, I was going to say, it's going to be pretty hard to do Super Kosh Corner by myself next week when none of you guys are in there. <laughs> Hey, LJ, what do you think? Well, I think you did really well. Oh, thanks, mate. What about you? And just fucking crickets for two minutes. People don't want to listen to that. They just want to listen to me repeat how I beat everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we, might even, we might even get Oliver on. <laughs> Him or Russo, those little champs, get them on and be like, how does it feel to know you're going to lose a final? Well, either way, I think it's going to be a pretty uh, close round for all of us. We're all currently projected for uh, basically 1,200. So obviously we've all got trades to go, so that could change in a whim. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and I'll see one of you guys in the final. Well, if I was a betting man, <laughs> boys, believe me, I am, I would take uh, Oliver to make it to the finals to take on LJ. Speaking of outrageous bets, let's head on over to TAB time. Oh boys, TAB time. Now I promised you 8 from 8, but we all know I'm a fucking liar because I gave you 7 from 8 because I wanted you to come back this week, champ. 
But this week, we're giving you eight from eight. Last week, you know what? The Bulldogs, me and Coach bet the Bulldogs, we never knew they were going to win. We always thought they were going to lose, and they did. So shame on you for believing us. You really should have switched that one. But this week, this week is a guarantee. And we're starting off with Thirsty Thursday. And fuck, it's actually a delightful game. It is the Cowboys versus the Sharks. Now, funny enough, the Cowboys have all the running and they are outside the eight. They are at home, but they're versing the Sharks who have actually won two in a row. And you know, I just think they can push, make a run for it. Now that I've seen them win without Hines doing anything, They've got the boys back. Royce Hunt has thugged it up. Brandon Hamlin Ueli is just laughing at people. Like, when you've got a dude that big just laughing at you after you've punched him, like, I, th I reckon the Sharks snake this, but closely. Like, I feel there'll be a field goal, maybe at halftime, but I'm going to say Sharks by two. What about yourself, Coach? Oh, well, mate, I'm actually going to come in and disagree with you because I think the Cowboys have this one locked in the bag. They're coming off of a bye, and... The Sharkies, yes, they're looking pretty fucking good last week, but the Cowboys were looking super sharp before they entered the bye as well. So I think they're going to come out fresh and they're going to win this one, even though the Sharks uh, will get close. They'll, they'll definitely get close. Oh, well, Coach, we've actually hit a tiebreaker because I can't fucking hear squid outside. So that is one for Sharks and one for Cowboys. Now we need to give our fans a definitive answer. So I'm just going to slide this paper bag across the desk. Oh, what do we got here? Ah. Um, and see if you still think it's the Cowboys or maybe it's the Sharks that win game one. You know what, LJ? I think uh, I think the Sharks are looking pretty good this year. Pretty pretty good this week too. So let's let's look in the Sharks for the old punt, eh? Now Friday night we have the Warriors versus the Sea Turbos, and this one's easy for me. This is going to be the Warriors win all day. The Sea Turbos are looking fucking shit, and uh, I don't say that lightly because fuck Manly. LJ? Oh, fucking loving it. Manly versus the Waz on a Friday. Oh, you want to see it. You want a big game before the playoffs. You want to see them win. Think they can do it. Manly has been such a bogey side for the Warriors in the past. True. But honestly, fuck Manly. It's the Warriors. And you know what? I reckon they could beat them by 20. I think they might fire up now. They've had a few shit performances over the last few weeks, but still got the win. But now this is just going to cement it. Well, then we head on over to our second game of Flaccid Friday, which is the Eels versus the Roosters. Now, fun fact, Mitchell Moses is out, but even a funnier fact is he could make it back if they make the playoffs. <laughs> so apparently he's, he could make it back in four to five weeks. Mate, your team's not around in four to five weeks. Maybe you'll make Bali, but you ain't making it. Like, the Roosters still have a chance, and you know what? It's going to piss me off. They're going to come close to eight, and I think they're going to do it this week. The rumor is that Brandon Smith might be dropped for Sandon Smith, who's a better pass, and he might be Brandon might be coming off the bench, or 13, 17, but got the Roosters because, yeah, the Eels just look done. They are done. What about yourself, Coach? Yeah, this one's going to be super tough, man, and I reckon it's going to be a repeat of both their teams' performances last weekend, where they both looked absolutely fucking trash. Seriously, that Roosters game was horrible, but that Eels' performance was even fucking worse. So I really hope both teams show up. In theory, I think based on uh, the team list, the Roosters should win, but I'm actually going to back the Eels on this one. <laughs> oh, you've, you've pulled out the Eels. Oh, weird. So uh, that is another tie then. Ooh. So, oh well, if you put it this way, mate, we got Micah Sivo versus Daniel Tupo. Who who wins that battle? And then we've got RCG versus Jared. Oh uh, no, not that one. We got uh, Junior Paulo versus Lindsay Collins. Who wins that one? I see we're going here, but also 
the Eels player Junior Bolo. Yeah. So, so what do you think, mate? Well, you know, do you know what I think? I think I was wrong, and <laughs> I should lock in the Eels. Yes, that's correct. Well, with that settled, it takes us over to Saturday, and we have the Tigers versus the Dolphins. And you know what? You know what, LJ? I'm actually going to give this one to the Tigers because I think they deserve a win. They got pretty close to the uh, the Warriors on the weekend, and I was a little bit shit scared because Dane Laurie looked like a fucking absolute champion. Him and Buller, man, what a combination, eh? I know um, Laurie's actually heading away from the Tigers next year, I'm pretty sure, which is a brutal blow because those two are starting to connect, man. And uh, if they can pull it together like they did against the Warriors, I think they're going to beat the Dolphins, eh? I've been calling it. I've said it. I said it over the last two weeks that I think the Tigers are going to upset. They've got one more win in them. Honestly, watching them play against the Wires, they just didn't care. All out, flat out attack where you don't care if you're going to lose because you're going to lose by 20 anyway. So this is going to be surprising, but you were going to start your Saturday off with a nice little win by the Tigers. I mean, the crowd might fucking storm that stage all over the field all 12 of the fans there like robbie farrah and benji marshall will make up half of them but fucking hell the tigers i mean you you want to watch this because the next game that we head on over with the titans versus the panthers now this is going to be an absolute massacre the panthers have not been playing the best but have been winning and i think they're just going to steamroll the titans eh? i i just see them done like the titans losing too much they're out of playoffs just going to throw some shoulder charges, a few brain snaps. And yeah, it's too hard to look past the Panthers this time of the season. They're not losing. Mate, couldn't agree more. I'm going to make this nice and easy for us. You did all the analytics right there and lock me in for the Panthers as well. This is a no-brainer, folks. Lock it in. But this takes us to the end of our Saturday, superb Saturday session. And it is the Dragons versus the Storm. Once again, a nice, easy one for us. Lock in the Storm for me there, LJ. And uh, let me know why you're also going the Storm. What? <laughs> Two words, Ben Hunt. <laughs> Lock in the storm, 40 plus. And they're just going to fuck. They just want to get up that table aid. They are putting a clinic on at the moment with the PD. Oh, and it's hard to look past them, but I will because it's an average game when you've got actually the game of the round on Sad Hair Job Sunday. And I fucking hate to say it, but it is the Knights versus the Rabbitohs. Now, earlier in the season, this game would have been absolute shit, but the Knights are in form. I think, what is it, six in a row now? And the Rabbits, who they've lost a few games. They just won last week against the Dragons. But when they click, they click well. It is really a do or die for one of them because this is 7th versus 8th. And too many losses and you're gone now. I was reading the other day that the Warriors are still not confirmed in the top 8. They need at least one more win or they could still lose. The fact that they're third, this is the closest comp has ever been. So, oh, I, I want to see the Rabbits win. I'm doing this for you, Coach. I think the Rabbits got it. I know you're a Rabbits fan. So why have you picked the Knights? <laughs> 100% mate, I was actually going to pick the Knights. <laughs> Bro, it's been really fucking annoying because obviously Latrell came back, had an epic game, and then the last couple have been absolutely shit. Um, a lot of the uh, experts are saying it's because they're traveling around and they're doing this whole Australian tour thing, but that's not it, man. Players travel all the time, and uh, this has just become pretty frustrating because they are a top four team, in my opinion. They're just not putting it all together. So I'm going to go Knights, but because you've picked the Rabbits and I love the Rabbits, I'm going to go the Rabbits as well, just to make it easy. Although I could do with another one of those brown paper bags. <laughs> I mean, I didn't tell you, but one of the reasons I picked the rabbits is I have three of them in my Supercoach game for our semi-final. 
Alex Smalldick Johnson, Latrell, and Cody Walker. So you don't need them to perform before they get cut for the final. But that heads us on over to your favorite game. Well, yes, this is going to be the end of Sad Hand Job Sunday, and it is an absolute trash fest. It is the Raiders <laughs> versus the Dull Bogs. And, uh, well, fuck, what happened to the Raiders last weekend, eh? Fuck, they, they just got absolutely smashed. They got blown out of the water, and Ricky, he, he ended up eating his fucking underwear because they were doing that fucking shit. <laughs> and apparently he likes shit. So um, lock me in for the Raiders for this one. Surely they have to come back. And I'm going to say player of the day is Jared Croker, just because Squid loves him, and he's stuck outside at the moment, so he needs a little bit of inspiration. Come on, Raiders, put it together. Well, you need to wipe that shit eating grin off your face. But if you're eating shit and grinning, well, today's probably not your day. But it is not the Bulldogs' day. I Them to win a game, them to score more than 10 points for the rest of the season is pretty laughable. This actually might be Raiders' win, and they'll be like, we're back. We're back, baby. We beat the second bye in the comp. Like, it's sad. And then, obviously, we rounded off with the Broncos on the bye, which... Broncos, great time to have a buy, but yeah, well, I guess you guys all need some money, so lock in Sharks, Warriors, Eels, Tigers, Panthers, Storm, Rabbits, and then the Raiders, and I promise you this time I'm not lying, or am I? But that's 8 from 8, right there. We did 7 from 8, this is 8 from 8, next week we're going 9 from 8. Heard it here first. You know what, I'm just going to take an opportunity, a little sneaky opportunity, while we have a bit more time on the old podcast, to say, fuck the eels eh like seriously they made the broncos look like absolute fucking champs last weekend i was watching that game and seriously the defense was absolutely fucking trash and no one hates the broncos more than me and they even tried to make reese walsh look good by giving him a couple of uh, offloads late but they just ran straight through the uh the eels the broncos and fucking hell what happened lj tell me a little bit more about what happened to the eels because fuck that was disgusting it was just a fucking hard watch Parramatta were like yeah this is how we're gonna do it and they got destroyed up front they let Reese Walsh run around them and fuck he had kicks he was scoring tries he's jumping all over the place I'm just like it's just disappointing it's so hard to watch when Reese Walsh doing well you know what the one thing that summed this game up is um apparently there was a little head knock to Mitchell Moses uh earlier on the game but when he got tackled on half no sorry when he tried to make that tackle in half time and just got fucking mulled over you could tell that he'd given up he was like i'm not coming back out here in the second half and sure enough he didn't but apparently it was because of this little little jaw incident earlier in the game which i think is bullshit i think he just lost all his confidence and uh thought he'd blame that loss on a sneaky little injury it's actually funny because you can see him as he goes for that tackle purposely smash his face in the ground and come up and be like, oh, my jaw, your eye socket. Oh, I mean my eye socket. It's a little sore. I don't know if I can play anymore. And that's him done for the season. <laughs> well, hold up. That's him done for the regular season. But if they make playoffs, miraculously his bones heal and he's back. Well, I think the Eels also need to start wearing darker shorts too because there were definitely fucking brown stains on his pants before halftime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, boys, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Let's just, you still good out there, Squid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Good on you. <laughs> um, yeah, so listeners, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Fire in those questions for next week's podcast because we have an absolute banger for you. Only a couple of weeks left of this NRL season. So that means we're heading to finals time, baby. So let's go out in style. But we'll see you here next week live on the NRL Back 3 podcast. Is it is it weird that 
I was the one who locked Squid out. 